Three, Hello. two, one. Let's get this head. How are you doing, Ty? Hell yeah, bread heads. Uh, welcome back to Think Fresh Podcast. My name is Ty. I'm your host. Eric is our special guest today. He's going to tell us about... <laughs> Uh, what are you famous for, Eric, besides this podcast? I'm the very special co-host. I wouldn't call myself a guest, but I am special. So um, I would say I'm famous for my lukewarm takes on this show. Mm. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, for every hit, there's two misses, right? It's the same there's thing usually... with a Subway sandwich. Oh, absolutely, dude. You can't consistently get good quality from Subway. Same thing as this podcast. You know what I mean? Every other episode's a bit of a snoozer, but it's never going to be as, as much of a snoozer as the Aesop podcast. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. <laughs> Shout out honest. to Aesop for uh, entering the podcasting sphere. We have uh, admired for a long time. We can't wait to experience Aesop now from a whole nother sense. That's pretty cool. <laughs> the, the sense of sound. Yeah, dude. Um, it's so strange, actually, because it sounds like they've had a um, podcast for a while now, which which has like an amazing name, by the way. Radio mm-hmm. Matique Future Fables. Beautiful. That's beautiful. So, OK, what does a hand soap company have have to say on a podcast? Like, <laughs> what, what stories do they need to tell? Well, better, better question, Ty. What does a Subway podcast have to say? You know what I mean? Like we've created 269 iconic uh, episode nice. number, um, you know, iterations of this show. Mm-hmm, what, mm-hmm. Are, what are we talking about still at this point? But I guess Aesop, they're just, you know, they're fresh in the game. Um, mm-hmm. Happens to a single minute. So I have no clue what it's like, but I imagine Dude. they have a really like ambient kind of intro. Yeah. I, oh, I'm sure it's very like textured. I, I'm so curious what the <laughs> producers' voices, what their host voices sound like. Can I get an imitation of what you think the Aesop podcast host voice will sound like? And then I'll give you mine. Welcome, welcome to the Aesop Radio Matique Future Fables show. You're listening to Eric and Ty mm-hmm. in this podcast. Eric named goes first. <laughs> I like Ty and Eric better, but I'll give you a hall pass there. Okay, I don't think it's Me that. Too, actually. Like, that's very calm it's very soothing it's very cold though i think you need it to be a bit more warm and a little bit more eccentric kind of like this hello there welcome (laughs) to aesop radiomatic podcast (laughs) future future foundations future farm (laughs) what do they call it future fables future i think future foundation makes more sense as like a skincare brand you know damn no kidding missed opportunity but they're mm-hmm. really a skincare brand, if you think about it. They are a, they're almost like a, a nomadic, like traveler brand at this point. I feel like they're designed mm-hmm. all their kits and most of their products. Their bottles keep getting smaller and smaller to fit in a carry-on. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's true. I kind of think of them as like a science fiction company, to be honest. Mm. That's <laughs> like, kind of a cool like, way to think about it. <laughs> like, think about it, Ty. Like, nothing they make feels like it's of this world you know what i mean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if aliens were to land on earth without anyone knowing and start a company it would probably be aesop Mm -hmm, definitely let's be honest (laughs) you're so right because they're more interested in generating like vibey narratives than they are (laughs) actually making product the product is just a a reason to tell a story there's so much value in yeah there's so much value in vibey narratives, Ty, and we see it time and time again when they like launch a product. I'm in so, mm-hmm. I'm so in love with like 
the name of their product and their description. Like go to any uh, fragrance. Like I'm just going to go to the new one. And it says uh, suited to all genders, sages, connoisseurs, and topographers. Like, doesn't that just like paint the perfect picture of like, you know, the person you'll be with this uh, mm-hmm. scent on you? I have oh, a scent I've never want. I've never wanted to be a topographer so badly. Give me the. Give me I'll get <laughs> you go. <laughs> Yo, shorty, come and give me that topography real quick. Hell yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I'll bro. give you the lay of the land, babe. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I'm, nice. a, I'm a connoisseur of top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. So, I get, but like, I guess this is why this podcast works is because you have 50% of the podcast is dedicated to Subway officially, 50% of the podcast dedicated to Aesop unofficially. And the Venn diagram of those two brands, where they overlap is they both create just the sense of unnaturalness, you know, supernaturalness. Subway (laughs) via the ingredients, Aesop via the narratives they tell. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And it's an Australian company too. So, mm. I mean, what does that tell you about like being an alien, right? It's like, who's from there? You know what I mean? Yeah. No one's actually from there. Go back there. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Exactly. Are you telling me that like you can fly for 24 hours and then just end up in Long Island? It's crazy. It's the longest it's island like on earth. <laughs> now, what I don't understand is that Australia, I don't, I don't ever get the sense that it has like a very refined palate, at least stereotypically. It's kind of like Canadians on the global scale of like a bit hickish. So <laughs> for something as 100%. refined as like a nice expensive bottle of shampoo to come out of there, doesn't really, uh, I don't know, make sense with my stereotype of down under. You're absolutely correct. I mean. Considering the thoughtfulness put into the, you know, exfoliation program over at Aesop, mm-hmm. like, you'd never expect that, like, an Australian would come up with that. Like, just mm-hmm. look at them, you know? Exactly. It doesn't seem like the work of Australians. It seems like the work of, like, uh, maybe some Japanese people. <laughs> I feel like yeah, honestly. Could, an Aesop bottle would look just as at home in uh, Muji as it would in, like, Kanye's Malibu home. 100%. Before you knew where Aesop was from, where did you think it was from? Like, be honest, because like, I just like assume it's Europe. <laughs> like, it has yeah. to be. <laughs> yeah. First choice was somewhere in Europe. Second choice was like Neptune. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. You can't really place it. And that's like mm-hmm. the most interesting thing about it. Um, and it's what makes me think that aliens came here to start it. Like, just... That's because the... Dude, the brand itself is nomadic. Like it just has this nomadic sense to it. It it it, it gives you a sense of place wherever you find it or pass it, but belongs to no particular place in general. It only occupies the place. It's kind of like it only lives in the present in a way, you know? When you pump mm-hmm. that hand soap in your hand or a little bit of that lotion, it's only mm-hmm. there for a moment and then it's gone. And then there's another oh. moment. Wow, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. And it improves your life, you know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. in that moment. And then just like remembering using it like fulfills your life past that moment as well, you know? Totally. Um, Eric, you said a really nice quote to me a long time ago. 
um, that's kind of related to that. Your quote was... Don't pull up my Twitter. <laughs> uh, you're like, I love design because desi- <laughs> design is the closest link to quality of life. There's a direct correlation there. And I think that's a oh, really um, wise but also important connection to make. And that's why I love mm-hmm. Subway so much is because the quality of my lunch, which is the, my life from 12 to 1, is directly correlated to how well my <laughs> lunch is designed. It's correlated to not only your lunch, but the design of the, the space you're in, the experiential mm-hmm. aspect of Subway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? The design of the sandwich artist's uniform, all that stuff plays into how you feel at any given moment while eating or designing your sub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And it's just for you. There's no, no better feeling than walking into a Subway. It's rush hour, but it's a little quiet still. You're a lit, little bit early. Um, the sandwich artist still has energy left to give you the attention you deserve you cook with them a little bit you make a beautiful sandwich you sit there tucked in the corner up against the brick wall watching the other patients flow through safety vests on hard hats under the pit dirty boots tracking mud all over those green and orange tinted uh tiles and it's just like sublime you know like what a beautiful moment Mm -hmm. Super beautiful to be a to be another fly on the wall at Subway. <laughs> Yet another um, invasive species at Subway. <laughs> mm, another insect. Yeah, dude. So I think what I'm trying to draw draw for you, Eric, is a, a narrative like much like what Aesop would do if they uh, brought if they were the ones that bought Subway instead of Jack in the Box. Um, <laughs> they they could have really turned that brand around. For sure. I mean, speaking of acquisitions, Ty, L'Oreal, have we seen any like effects of the acquisition? Or is it simply the aliens outsmarting us yet again and actually like pretending to be acquired? Real funny, guys. I don't think it was L'Oreal. Oh, it was L'Oreal that bought it. Oh, this year, August 2023. Oh, this is hot, hot off the toaster. Well, we knew about this, but I guess it's just been finalized. Like I, it's, I, I saw like CEO Aesop posted on LinkedIn or something. <laughs> Damn, you, you guys are a uh, uh, first degree connection. That's so sick. Yeah, dude. Whenever I get high profile people on LinkedIn, I never click follow. It has to be like secondary click and then fucking yeah, dude, connect. You know what I mean? I can never follow someone on LinkedIn. That's so whack. Hell no. That's, that's kind of simpy. But also if you're going to visit their profile and send them that trigger that you were window shopping their career history then you might as well <laughs> shoot shoot your shot as well and establish a proper connection yeah dude it's like dribbling to the paint and then just dishing you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just go for the dunk yeah never dish always dunk <laughs> this is huge i didn't realize that l'oreal was moving in for the kill here now l'oreal owns some other designer companies i think wait yeah. are you telling me we didn't talk about this already i swear we like talked about Aesop getting acquired and then we probably just like blacked out that part of our memory because like, you know, yeah. big, big pharmaceuticals, big, uh, big pharmacy, mm-hmm. you know? So I must've blacked out in the booth because I don't remember this conversation, but um, yeah, the other subsidiary of L'Oreal is uh, your favorite brand of all time, Eric, Yves Saint Laurent. Nike? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So um, I think that's interesting. like YSL beauty. I, I just YSL generally the whole the whole thing. 
Aren't they owned by um, Caring? Their parent organizations are both Caring and L'Oreal. There's a co-parenting type situation happening here. Um, oh, interesting. <laughs> so, <laughs> so L'Oreal is the baby moms of uh, of Caring. That's kind of interesting. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk this back. <laughs> it is YSL Beauty that's owned by L'Oreal and Caring. Pierre Berg. <laughs> He's got um. What? Isn't that, that Avicii's real name? Is that what Avicii's name was? Uh, no, that was that was the other founder of the YSL label, the luxury fashion house. So Pierre Berg and YSL's label are owned by um, Karen. I got it. Dis- uh, by the way, Avicii's name is Tim Bergling. <laughs> no, that's such a lame yeah. name. Poor, poor cool. guy. I don't know, dude. It's it's the Swedes. Do you think that Avicii has his? stage name on his headstone or do you think it says tim bergen <laughs> um it must say avici yeah it's gotta mean? say avici it's got to i don't know what's another i mean the will will drake's headstone god forbid say drake or, uh, or i think say featuring say drake <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> it'll say aubrey drake graham but it will have something in quotes above it that's uh punny and a little mm-hmm. bit cringe what did mm-hmm. i'm sure he's already put it in the will you know he's quipped mm-hmm. it maybe maybe drizzy drake rogers mm, yeah maybe do you know how that name happened this is some real drake lore right here drizzy hey, drake rogers so wayne put that in a song like in in one of the lyrics right mm-hmm. and then apparently i don't remember exactly i think he had like a rogers phone or something <laughs> And then he like put it in his phone as Drizzy Drake Rogers. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that's we'll so funny. This. Yeah, hang on. We gotta we gotta find okay, this. Yeah, run this up here. This I think is you're on absolutely ransom. Wow. Yeah, he, they're right. He put it in his name because he thought it was his last name was Rogers, but he put it in. He he blacked out in his own booth. <laughs> I'm sure Wayne's um, blacked out in many booths, but Oh, dude. Dude, yeah, you know what absolutely. this reminds me of? This reminds me of when, uh, you know, um, Liam Gallagher, the uh, guy from Oasis. Oh, Sorry, you know where this thing. is going, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's the Rogers was the email. So his email was what? Email was drizzydrake at rogers.com. Bro, <laughs> bro so was using his. Was Drizzy Drake at Rogers. <laughs> Yo, why was Drake using his, like, self, like, his home phone provider as the. <laughs> The email domain that's crazy who does that only like great uncles do that yeah i mean this is back in the day like we barely had internet <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. he was yeah. on the flip phone um you know using that t9 texting or whatever that shit's called so we're pre-g pre-gmail here pre-gmail probably i mean google nice. was simply a like Probably like a porn search engine only at that time. <laughs> mm, that's a good point. The dark web. So what I was going to tell you, Eric, was uh, how this is similar to the story about uh, Liam Gallagher from Oasis. And he accidentally thought that ASAP Rocky's name, and this was in an interview, he said it. He was trying to talk about ASAP Rocky, but he called him WhatsApp Ricky. <laughs> WhatsApp Ricky. <laughs> so close. <laughs> it's the most British so thing sick. you could do. It's WhatsApp Ricky. <laughs> That's so sick. WhatsApp. That's so, so funny. funny which is, I think arguably a, 
a better stage name. Maybe. WhatsApp only really exists in the UK, I swear. And like abroad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like only it's like an Android first level app. It is. And like it makes sense that he'd be like, what is ASAP? Like you mean mm-hmm. WhatsApp? <laughs> it's like that's so funny. Seems seems pretty clear to me. I all like mm-hmm. if you meet someone every time I meet make a friend with an accent, they like add me on WhatsApp. <laughs> like, wait. Oh dude, it's so annoying. Can't we just iMessage? People move away and then immediately tell you to add their WhatsApp. And like, iMessage works in Europe, you know? (laughs) Like, you're not going to like fucking Antarctica or something. You don't have like cell providers. Yeah, dude, it's nasty. Um, I'm just like, well, we'll never speak again. Because you know when Drake's like text go green? This is like app go green, you know? (laughs) When the whole app goes green, that's a bad sign. (laughs) Bad sign, yeah. (laughs) Shit. Damn. Eric, I wanted to talk to you about a food-based narrative, and I think this is on theme for the conversation we just had about Aesop, the conversation that we've been having about perching in the corner of Subway, and the story that I'm really interested in telling you about, Eric, is the origin of tiramisu. Oh. Okay? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just learned this right before the podcast, and I'm excited to share it with you. It's not what you think it is, but... I want to know what you think it is before I tell you. The origin of tiramisu. So how the famous dessert came to be. Like mm-hmm. what spurred its in, in, uh, creation. Yes. What manifested mm. the creation of tiramisu? Mm. Thanks for helping me buy more time. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, of course. <laughs> I know, I I'm sure the... you have a little bit of information. It's clearly of Italian origin. You know the ingredient makeup. You know that it you know how it tastes you know the type of customer that may buy it in the modern age mm-hmm. yep attractive young people mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um let me think about this time if i think yeah, about what makes tiramisu different from other desserts other mm-hmm. cakes of sorts it would be the um a lack of needing to bake it you mm-hmm. know I mean? you simply soak it and you like leave it <laughs> it's like mm-hmm, then it just mm-hmm. after 24 hours it's ready to eat you know what i mean so mm-hmm. my guess is that it was born out of um like a really bad winter mm-hmm. in italy mm-hmm. okay northern italy really bad winter and they didn't have the ability to bake anything because there was no no fire right, or something right. and so they just like made a cake left it outside and then checked it out a day later and it was ready to eat that's my guess. Right, right. So you're holed up in Lake Como till the spring melt. Uh, you can't go outside because mm-hmm. temperatures are at an all-time low. It's the ice age mm-hmm. of Roman Empire or something. We've run out of firewood and all the mm-hmm. trees are frozen, so we can't chop down any more wood. And mm-hmm. so now, we in order to make our eat. torta, we have to leave it outside. <laughs> wow. It's honestly, that's a very good guess. That's a story that I would believe, but that okay. is not the truth. This is oh, okay. that is Damn. the nonfiction answer. Yeah. <laughs> so you're giving okay. the fictional answer. <laughs> I'll give you the fictional answer. Okay, let's hear it. Oh, I, I'm so sorry. I meant science fiction answer, not oh, okay. fiction. <laughs> I see why that was. Uh... <laughs> That's my bad. Brilliant. Okay, I, was I, was even, I haven't even some more lore. Yeah, I'll hit you with this tiramisu lore, but I haven't even fact checked this. It hasn't been peer reviewed, so I don't even know if this is true. But the story that I heard was that tiramisu was created in a brothel in ancient mm. Italy. 
And the reason it was created in a brothel, Eric, is because you had all these men who were discontent with their marital status coming in there to try to resolve it, right? And Mm -hmm. they needed a little bit of a pick-me-up to help them out. So the brothel was like, well, we can create an aphrodisiac by mixing egg yolk and sugar. That'll really get everything going in you the way it needs to like get get bricked enough to solve your marital problems, right? Mm -hmm. To work it out. And then the patrons were like, this actually works. This is getting me like bone so (laughs) but then what happened eric is they were like but you know what this shit tastes nasty egg yolk and sugar is not a good combo on its own so they started experimenting with different things that kind of took the edge off that and then they thought well why don't we just continue to pick things that make you a little bit more spunky so they used espresso and that balanced it out and it Mm. gave them 360 comprehensive energy they needed to go smash a whore and that is how tiramisu was invented tiramisu in italian literally means pick me up oh okay this is actually making a lot of sense because if you think about it all of the ingredients in tiramisu are like perfect for like hooking up Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you have some coffee you know it's Mm -hmm. it's the pick me up it's got the sugar it gets you hyper Mm -hmm. um it has the a little bit of liquor in it just think like Mm -hmm. Not, not to get you drunk buzz. or buzz, but just take the edge off. You know what I mean? Get mm-hmm, your riz mm-hmm. up. Relax. And <laughs> exactly. So you can riz up those whores at the brothel. And mm-hmm. that's perfect. Like, think about every time you've tried to, like, riz someone up mm-hmm. on a date. You get the tiramisu. It makes so much sense. Yeah, dude. The tiramisu, if you will. Tiramisu. There's something mm-hmm. there. Yeah, so there was something there. Crazy story. It makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Beauty, and also, also like one of those like kind of like sloppier dishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you know get a little mean? messy. Lick it up. Get a little messy. You know, <laughs> yeah, lick dude. it up. Feed your partner. Mm-hmm. It's Perfect. like, dude. It's like when you get into like the third quarter of the foot long. You know, final period. <laughs> <laughs> She's getting saucy. saucy. Yeah, a little saucy. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Now I'm thinking mm-hmm. about the table side tiramisu I had and like what that symbolized. <laughs> you know, dude, yeah. Was, was, was your dude get on this? Damn. Was yeah a menage tira menage trois. <laughs> was he making eye contact with you, bro? <laughs> bro no, but he was. Don't make eye contact with the tiramisu the... <laughs> Tiramisu. Um, <laughs> He was narrating each step of the way in like mm-hmm. a soft and gentle voice, loud enough so the other tables would hear and then look over and then subsequently order the same dish. Um, Damn. So it's a great marketing. But yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely remember some foreplay <laughs> happening. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah that's real. That's some real Aesop podcast energy that he's uh, putting <laughs> out um, as he like gently puts out also a few lady finger longs on in the bowl mm-hmm. you always start with the fingers mm-hmm. <laughs> start with your fingers and work your way down damn um wow this makes me love it so much pod. more <laughs> no, yeah, okay. um that's great it's great ty um we only have a few minutes left but we have to talk about what happened to you recently oh, um dude. some troubling troubling news l mm-hmm. l for ty uh do you want to go Big ahead and l. explain what happened 
I don't even want to admit it, dude. I'm so yellow cheesed right now um, because <laughs> it's there's nothing more like embarrassing as a man to lose something. To misplace an object as a man is like the ultimate L because you should have like perfect like peripheral understanding of all the things that you're responsible for, which is only two things, maybe three, your phone, your AirPods, your wallet. And <laughs> AirPods is a surprising <laughs> addition to that. I thought it was yeah. home wallet keys, the classics, but I like AirPod. Keyless mm-hmm. entry anyway, you know? Keyless entry pro, yeah. So <laughs> I unfortunately was a victim of a crime against myself, by myself, which is that I lost my wallet last week. While I was with yeah. you, Eric, uh, my co-host right. was privy to it. Very embarrassing to, to lose your mm-hmm. wallet in front of another man is even worse. Because they're yeah, like, no do you kidding. want me to pick up the tab? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to pay for you, you broke boy? Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting, and I just realized this right now, but we selfishly am happy that you only found out about it later because that means it didn't ruin the entire hangout. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like we had a great game of tennis before you realized your wallet was missing. And I think mm-hmm. if you had realized immediately, that would have been the end of the hangout. You would have just went back I to... Left like wherever you lost it, you would have retraced your steps immediately. It's true, but perhaps I would have found it immediately as well and avoided this entire (laughs) chaos. Well, this chaos does have a happy ending Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. you just mere 30 minutes ago, you informed me that you had found your wallet uh, or at least somebody had found it. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Much like Tiramisu, a very happy ending for this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The Somebody really needed a pick me up that day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, someone picked me up to my wallet and gave it to the Vancouver police department who phoned me at 6 50 AM this morning to let me know. Oh my God. Nothing to get like getting woken up by the police. <laughs> like, Dude, nothing then, like getting a phone call by the 12 at six. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like what the hell? And save that for 12 inch. But I, uh, Dude, it's kind of like getting a no. I under it's like a no knock warrant, but like on your iPhone, it's just like buzzing. Yeah, and you're like, what's going on here? And it's like VPD, and I'm like, hello, and they're like, you're under arrest. And I'm like, what? And they're like, just kidding, we found your wallet, bitch. <laughs> and then they like <laughs> told me to come pick it up, so I got to go get that wow. right now before their office closes. Wow, that's brilliant. So, um, I've had my wallet lost near a transit. I guess on a bus. <laughs> Trying mm. to relate it to your situation, but it was on the bus. And I was pretty hopeful about this because I was the last one on the bus before the bus mm. like parked and went to sleep for the night. Um, <laughs> and and I found it. They the lost and found office had it, and I was like so shocked. And they were like, "Oh, what'd you lose?" I'm like, "A black wallet." <laughs> and they just gave me my wallet. I was like, "This could have been anyone's wallet." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, dude. But it was pretty nice that they actually found it, and I'm shocked that you actually had the same situation. Yeah, it's so I'm so blessed. Karma is my boyfriend. It's funny because I did go to a like transit office and ask them about it. I'm like, do you have a wallet? And they're like, what color is it? I'm like, it's a black wallet. And they just like <laughs> we're like, uh, and then they looked and there's just like a pile of black wallets. <laughs> That's really funny. We're gonna need some more information, sir. Yeah. I mean, luckily every single wallet has a name tag. There's always mm-hmm. a name associated to a wallet, which is like, like a given. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. But this is the weird part is like the officer I spoke to this morning said, when you go to pick it up from the office, just make sure to bring some identification. 
<laughs> I guess you have to bring your passport. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to bring my passport to get my driver's license back. It doesn't make any sense. Just look at That's the really icon. funny. <laughs> wow. But how glad are you? Like, did you freeze all of your cards? I guess that's kind of a headache now to like unfreeze yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know. I got to go figure that out now. It's it, it introduces a whole new narrative of undoing all the work I did to do the work to cancel. Literally for the last week since I last saw you, you've been stressing about getting all this stuff in order. And now you have to undo all that stuff that you just mm -hmm. did, which is pretty funny. But I guess yeah, dude, the best possible ending, you know? It's a great possible ending. I'm flying to Europe in like four days. I really needed my driver's <laughs> license. So I am happy. You're happy. Jesus wept. And podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Um, brilliant. So where did you lose it? Like, did they did they say? Was it in the in the SkyTrain station? Was it on the ground somewhere? I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to inquire when I arrive there. I will drop the crime scene location next episode. <laughs> Follow along for updates on Ty's wallet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish we like introduced this topic right when you lost it. Cause this would be a beautiful resolution for like a week's mm -hmm. worth of content. Um, yeah. But we kind of like had... started and finished that in two minutes. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad though, that I got to get this off my chest. I was carrying around a dark secret, which is that I did not have the ability to make a purchase <laughs> for the last mm -hmm. couple days. Yeah, thank God for autofill, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But you know what? Like, I think what would fuck with me more than losing all that cash would be like checking my pockets habitually and realizing my wallet's not there. Mm, and then being like, yeah. oh, fuck, where's my wallet? And then realizing, oh, yeah, I lost it a week ago. <laughs> that would probably, that like emotional trauma that would keep coming up would be like worse probably than the yeah, $300. Totally. Because you just revisit that moment every time you forget that it's no longer with you. It's like mm. when you lose a loved one and then you like see their toothbrush in the bathroom. Oh my God, dude. Damn. Or when she won't text back, right? Yeah, that's the always <laughs> like, like that. Yeah. <laughs> damn. How long after they don't text back do you throw out their toothbrush? <laughs> Crazy. I've been there. One one bad text and then toothbrush is in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Damn, they spell your name with yeah, a K. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, excellent, Ty. Well, I'm happy for you. Um, I'm surprised that, like, did you even open a police report? I did, yeah. Oh, wow. I, uh, it felt weird because I, it felt like the smallest emergency ever. It's like thinking in my head, is this a 911 emergency? And then I looked it up mm -hmm. and they said, the internet said, this is not a 911 emergency. And I was like, glad I didn't go. <laughs> I think the rule of thumb is like, if you have time to Google it, then it's not an emergency. <laughs> I think so, yeah. It's a good rule of thumb. Yeah, wow. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you lost your thrift store wallet, but <laughs> it's not the end of the world, Ty. You can get, now you can finally get the Bottega or whatever, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Yeah, I'll get a sporting merch wallet. I need to get something to celebrate this monumental achievement, which is that I'm now operating with borrowed time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you can't keep using this wallet. You have to throw it out and <laughs> overspend on. <laughs> like now that you it came back from the dead, you have to get rid of it, dude. It's a mm, ghost. It's, it's a ghost of your past self. You know what I mean? I think so. You gotta throw I that shit out. And I get have emotionally routine. moved past it. It's like when you're like you always see those movies where like you're husband or wife goes into a coma for 10 years and when they come back to life their partner is like remarried and shit 
that's kind of like how I feel about my wallet. I've moved on. Yeah. Or it's like, an, it's, I mean, you keep going to the really dark places with it, but again, Ty, it's kind of like an ex reentering your life. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, whatever. Dude, I'm just um, trying to create some science fiction over here. Dude's creating science fiction. Do you think somebody like purchased anything? Or do, do you have like, did you check your statement? I did nothing at blank. Nothing. Like wow. there was actually embarrassingly little fraud happening. They didn't even use my transit card. Wow. Um, my friend also lost his wallet not long ago. And um, he was like watching their transactions on his like debit mm. card. <laughs> it was like, it's like, at least use the credit card for the points, you know? There were like <laughs> yeah. some like homeless guy like smashed his window and took his backpack mm. and like used his debit card to buy like hot dogs and like cab rides around like downtown east side <laughs> we're like dude dream bigger <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> why are you getting uber comfort <laughs> you know <laughs> exactly. bro come on at least get the uber premier like it's yeah. not your money that's really funny bro, though yeah bro's uber pooling all over the dtes <laughs> yeah come on bro like go treat yourself to cactus club at the very least mm-hmm. like why are you going mm-hmm. to the same dollar store that you go to usually <laughs> for a hot dog that's insane yeah, dude. <laughs> Small fries and a McFlurry. Come on, buddy. <laughs> yeah, man. Treat, treat yourself, King. You earned Hit it. Hit the signature, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Well, King, I won't hold you any longer. Hope you can get that sorted out. Hope it is, in fact, your wallet at the PlayStation. And me too. Let's keep keep the breadheads updated, including myself, on Friday. Uh, that is my my duty to you. My line of duty. So, I will. I will, King. I will, Breadheads. <laughs> you heard it here first. Okay, Ty, talk to you Friday. Peace. Ciao.